This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Got to tell you about R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. All right, we got to talk about this impeachment fiasco. Uh, obviously, the basic fundamentals here are that um, there's no impeachable offense, there was no actual crime, and yet again, for the second time that there was no impeachable offense and no actual crime, they're going to impeach. Uh, that's just the reality of the situation. So here's where we're at. Article 2, Section 4. Let me just read this to you so we have a good basis to discuss this topic from. The president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. All right, there was no, as we highlighted the previous impeachment, there was treason. There was no bribery, there was no high crimes or misdemeanors. Didn't exist, right? So on its face, the current impeachment effort is a farce and a complete banana republic theater piece of nonsense. All right, for the inability to get uh, outside of the purview of the FCC. So that's that's what Article 2, Section 4 says, right? Now, what we end up running into is whether or not somebody, well, the president, can be impeached while not being in office. Now, if you look at the the Constitution of the United States, it doesn't say that, right? Now, I saw an article today that said the Constitution uh, doesn't say that you can't do it. Okay, but that's not how the Constitution works. The Constitution has to give you the permission to do it, and the Constitution does not give you the permission to do this. However, there is precedent, and I'll get to the precedent here in just a second. So I want to go over an article over at Legal Insurrection by William Jacobson. Uh, It's called Impeachment 2.0. No, the Senate cannot convict Trump after he leaves office. The U.S. House will be voting today to impeach Trump. Now, again, I'm just, you know, obviously this already happened. It's a done deal because Democrats have the majority and probably will get about 20 Republicans to join them. Uh, It ended up being 10, not 20 Then it eventually heads to the Senate for trial, where Mitch McConnell has said the earliest trial date uh, under the Senate rules, unless there's unanimous consent to waive them, will not, uh, which will not happen, is an hour after Biden takes office on January 20th. Okay, this is all past tense stuff. Now, remember, McConnell kind of delayed all of that. It got sent over. Um, You you just uh, heard during the news break that Schumer is like, I'm going to go ahead with impeachment, even if I only have to use the Democrats. All right, well... Uh, remember, this is one of the reasons they want to get rid of the filibuster, because you need that two-thirds to convict. They don't have two-thirds. They don't have it. So, anyway, continuing on, Democrats are suggesting that the Senate could hold a trial even after Trump leaves office, perhaps as much as months later, depending on what timing, uh, uh, on what timing Biden thought beneficial uh, to his legislative agenda. The purpose would not to remove Trump, because he's already gone, but to preclude him from running again as part of the punishment. But also, they think they might seek to strip away his lifetime salary and security stipend. Now, this is hysterical. Um, I don't know what Trump is planning on doing with his lifetime salary, because he has not kept any money. This is always one of those things the media love to forget about. 
he donated his salary. He didn't want to take his salary. Do you remember that? And Democrats threatened to impeach him for not taking his salary. True story. Go back and look it up. He's like, I don't need this. I don't need the money. Just keep it. And the Democrats threatened him with impeachment if he didn't keep it. So then he said, well, just give me a buck. And they threatened him with impeachment again. He said, fine, give me the salary. I'll donate it. And everybody's okay with that. Then the media didn't cover it. The question is, can the Senate hold an impeachment trial and convict a president after the president already has left office? I think the plain wording of the Constitution says such post-departure impeachment is not permitted, but there is a split of opinion. So again, section uh, Article 2, Section 4, the president, vice president, all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Now, aside from no treason, bribery, or other high crimes or misdemeanors being a part of any of this, um, the Constitution says you have to be removed from office. Well, he can't be removed because he's not there, right? So the premise of impeachment is that it is against someone who is the president, not someone who once was the president. Also, the purpose is removal, which cannot happen if someone already has left office. Now, you have to understand something. Uh, Impeachment is not a criminal trial in the judicial system. So if you get convicted and impeached and removed from office, you don't go to prison. That would have to be a whole separate thing. So, again, (laughs) you're starting to run some really interesting stuff. So now we get into Article 1, Section 2, Section 7. It provides for the remedies available in judgment after a Senate trial. Uh, Judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than to removal from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States, but the party convicted shall nevertheless be liable and subject to indictment, trial, judgment, and punishment according to law. So, there are remedies beyond removal, but that presumes a proper conviction. So, if those other remedies that, again, Democrats and some Republicans are looking at, um, there is something in the language of the Constitution that may suggest, again, a post-conviction remedy to expand the time scope of an impeachment trial and a conviction, all right? Um, Legal Insurrection then quotes Judge J. Michael Ludick, or Ludick. It appears that even if the House of Representatives impeaches President Trump this week, the Senate trial on that impeachment will not begin until after Trump has left office, and President-elect Biden has become president on January 20th. The Senate trial would be unconstitutional. The Constitution itself answers this question clearly. No, he cannot be. Once Trump's term ends on January 20th, Congress loses its constitutional authority to continue impeachment proceedings against him, even if the House has already approved articles of impeachment. Now, this is Again, this is a judge. He's, he's writing this opinion in the Washington Post. And the reason that he's writing this opinion in the Washington Post and he's phrasing it the way that he's phrasing it, this is not a criminal trial in the judicial system. This is purely about the executive branch of government and holding office. So this judge is saying, he's like, look, it, you lose your constitutional authority to try and convict somebody because they're no longer under your purview. They're not there anymore. And you're not a court of law. Therefore, you have no jurisdiction and you have no authority to conduct a trial against somebody 
which the Constitution says you have no authority over. Get it? Therefore, if the House of Representatives were to impeach the president before he leaves office, the Senate could not thereafter convict the former president and disqualify him under the Constitution from future public office. Now, again, that's a judge. All right, and go into Alan Dershowitz and everything else. However, there is precedent for this. But there's some tweaks that have to be adjusted. And then we have to get into this Patrick Leahy thing and who is actually going to oversee the impeachment trial. And is that really fair? So we'll get into all of that coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. So we've gone over a couple of things here. We've read you what the Constitution says. And the Constitution basically says that, you know, if you're not removing somebody from office, you really don't have any purview. But there is a provision in the Constitution that allows for punishment beyond removal from office. If removal from office is no longer an option. And that is important. Now, there is precedent. So NBC News, which has a... a an elementary um, reading of this in, in history with, you know, while ignoring all of those things that I just mentioned to you uh, with those ex- extra provisions in the Constitution, do point out that there is precedent for somebody being impeached in a federal office after they leave office. Now, here's what ended up happening, okay? In 1876, the House of Representatives was about to vote on articles of impeachment against Secretary of War William Belknap, Okay. Uh, probably butchered the name. I don't really care. Guy's dead. Anyway, it was over a corruption charge, which applies because that's actually one of the impeachable offenses. Um, Telling people to peacefully assemble is not an impeachable offense, and that's what the president did. So anyway, uh, Belknap walked over to the White House, submitted his resignation letter to President Grant, and then burst into tears, according to reports. The House still went ahead and impeached him, And then the Senate tried him. Now, with the impeachment managers, they argued that a departing office doesn't excuse the alleged offense. Otherwise, office holders would simply resign to escape conviction or impeachment. Okay. Um, Well, again, we're talking about something that's basically a civilian trial, and it's not at all a criminal trial. So... The Senate voted in 1876 by a by a 37 to 29 margin that Belknap was eligible to be impeached and tried, even though he resigned from office and was no longer in office. Now, he was eventually acquitted with the Senate failing to get the two thirds uh, needed to convict him. But basically what they're saying is it's happened. Now, that doesn't mean, OK, that doesn't mean that what happened to Belk, uh, Belknap was constitutional or legal for the record. Just because it happened once, you have precedent, but that doesn't make it legal, right? So the courts can still obviously get involved in all of this. And as we pointed out, you know, we have to go back up to Article 1, Section 2, Section 7. Judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than the removal from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office or honor of office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States. But the party convicted shall nevertheless be liable and subject to indictment, trial, judgment, and punishment according to law. So again, there's a remedy beyond removal, okay? But that presumes a proper conviction, and it also cites the judicial system. 
an actual indictment and an actual trial, an actual judgment and punishment in a criminal court proceeding. So Article 1, Section 2, Section 7, judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than to remove uh, from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor. Now, that is going to be interpreted two different ways and has been interpreted in two different ways. Democrats are saying, well, yeah, uh, the removal part can't happen, but we might be able to disqualify them from holding and enjoying any office of honor in the future, which would be a presidency, right? So that's the theory behind all of this. But as we pointed out, uh, Judge uh, uh, J. Michael Luddig, again, it's one person, all right? Alan Dershowitz um, agrees with that particular judge, and there is a lot of legal scholars who agree with that judge. Once you're out of office, because this is not a, a judicial proceeding, once you're out of office, there is no constitutional authority in Congress to try you at all. They don't have any constitutional authority. For, for example, you cannot be put on trial by the United States Senate because the House of Representatives wants to put you on trial. The president is no different. He's not in office anymore. The impeachment process is, again, a for lack of better word, non-legally binding procedure. Um, and I know that it's not 100% accurate, but you're not going through a court process. Again, if you're convicted, you don't go to jail. All right. And as we pointed out here in Article 1, Section 2, Section 7, what ends up happening is um, judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend. I'm going to keep repeating this because this is important. Judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than to remove from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States. But the party convicted shall nevertheless be liable and subject to indictment. In other words, what they're saying is, okay, if they're not in office, you know, impeachment's not going to go beyond removing them from office or disqualifying them from holding office, okay? But you still have the judicial system. So if they committed a crime, the Senate, Congress, they've got no say here. But our legal system does. They can be tried. They can be convicted. They can go through that entire legal process. And if they're convicted, they go to prison. So what Article 1, Section 2, Section 7 basically says is, again, it goes back to once you're out of office, Congress doesn't have any authority over you. They can't conduct a trial. They're not a court. They can't conduct that trial. But if you did a crime, while Congress can't do anything, the legal system can. But as far as impeachment is concerned, it isn't going to go any further than removal from office or disqualification to hold and enjoy any office or honor. But that little sentence fragment, that's where things are getting kind of muddied in Article 1, Section 7, uh, Section 2, Section 7. Because what Democrats are trying to argue, once again, is that we're trying to disqualify Trump from holding and enjoying any office of honor, trust, or profit in the United States. That's what we're trying to do. And that's likely, I assume, the case that was made back in 1876. We can get this little in here. We can still do it because we don't want to prevent them from being able to hold office again. That's the idea. So now here comes the other part. 
can Trump actually get a fair trial? Now, he didn't get a fair trial last time. We went over this multiple times with procedural changes and things of that nature that never, ever should have been allowed. I don't need to revisit all of that stuff, but for those of you who do not remember, keep in mind the Democrats kept changing the rules in order to conduct these things, both on the House side of things and the Senate side of things. Um, the Senate, the Senate was able to hold it down better, but in the House side of things, they really changed the rules historically. But the Senate did a better job of holding. It. It's not fair for me to just lump them all in together. But, but then you've got the head of the Supreme Court, Chief Justice John Roberts. He's like, I'm not going to preside over this case. What are you talking about? I don't have to. He's not in. He's not in office. I don't have to preside over this. So what they're going to do instead is they have appointed or are expected to appoint Vermont Democratic Senator Patrick Leahy, who's a huge liberal partisan. So a Democrat is now going to preside over the impeachment trial for which there is no impeachable offense for the second time of former President Donald Trump, which is already a, a, a constitutionally invalid impeachment. The time at which the impeachment is happening, being that Trump is no longer in office, is already constitutionally sketchy. And now, running the impeachment instead of an impartial arbiter is a liberal Democrat. Right. Which is raising all sorts of issues, right? So, again, Chief Justice Roberts will not uh, not be forced to oversee the politically charged arguments now that Trump is out of office. A source said that Leahy, the president pro tempore of the Senate, would preside instead of the chief justice because senators usually fill that role when the impeached individual is not the current president of the United States. Now, again, I like how they say they usually do this uh, when the impeached individual is not the current president. What do you mean they usually do this? It's never happened before. What do you mean they usually do this? I love the way that this is phrased. This is paragraph two in this Fox News article. The source said Leahy, the president pro tempore of the Senate, would preside instead of the chief justice because senators usually fill that role when the impeached individual is not the current president of the United States. Nuh-uh. Like, not at all. <laughs> there's, there's definitely no precedent for this at all. Period. A separate government source confirmed that Roberts will not participate in the impeachment trial. Again, I, I assume part of that is you know, the Constitution says it can't go beyond removing from office, and he's out of office, so what are you going to do? Um, so, again, on Monday, uh, Leahy did say he's going to preside over this trial. So now you've got people looking at this and going, okay, we had one impeachment trial where the president was impeached for something that he didn't do. Okay, the allegation against him was false. They misconstrued what was actually happening. And would not have been a crime anyway. So we've got that. So the first impeachment was a sham. The second impeachment, okay, again, a complete sham. He didn't incite any, any violence at the Capitol. He didn't incite an insurrection, a siege, treason, whatever else. He never did anything that was an impeachable offense according to the Constitution of the United States, period, end of story. And then you throw in there, that federal investigators say that this was pre-planned before his speech anyway, which, of course, was the premise of impeachment. He incited it at his speech. Um, no, 
He, he called for peaceful assembly. So you're already running into huge issues there. So impeachment one was a sham, not constitutional. Impeachment two is a sham, not constitutional. Oh, and he's out of office. And we start running into an issue where there is no actual judge presiding over this, but it's a partisan hack? Really? If you want to uh, air quote heal the country and for the record you, you can't heal the country N the, the people that are in power right now on either side you can't heal the country can't do it it's impossible absolutely impossible unless one side submits and I got news for you it ain't gonna be our side but you can heal the country by holding another banana republic tyrannical dictator fake trial of somebody where you're accusing them of something that even the federal investigators say he's not guilty of. But hey, we did it to Flynn. Maybe we can do it to Trump too. Got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Should also offer one more clarification that <clears throat> um, Alan Dershowitz, who again is a constitutional attorney, is a Democrat, uh, who has been a defender of the president against the baseless accusations against him. And truth be told, I don't even know what Alan Dershowitz thinks of Trump as a president, to be honest with you. I don't think he's ever really weighed in on that. So in Section 7, all right, um, Article 1, Section 2, Section 7, okay, judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than to removal from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor. So Dershowitz is pointing out that it doesn't say or disqualification, it says and disqualification disqualification removal from office it shall not go further than removal from office and disqualification to hold office it does not say or disqualification so from alan dershowitz's perspective and again uh, he's just not some dude with twitter he's a constitutional attorney uh, from his perspective you're dealing with a situation where yeah um it, the constitution says it can't go further than removal from office and disqualify disqualification from holding office you can't just or disqualify from office um i would also like to point out that in that case from 1876 with the uh the uh the guy was impeached you know he admitted his crimes and he was still acquitted by several senators who knew he was guilty because they did not believe they had the constitutional authority to do what they were doing. I have to throw all of that out there. And then I ran into another article. Do we really want to get into impeaching former presidents? Because if we're going to get into impeaching former presidents, because you can impeach former presidents now, if you really want to do that, considering all of the revelations and all of the impeachable offenses under the Obama administration, do we really want to revisit that? Now, there will be some who will say, yeah, but he's two-term, so he can't hold office again. Therefore, it doesn't really make any sense. But Obama could hold another federal office. That is possible. He doesn't have to be president. He obviously can't be president again, but he can be appointed to another federal office. He could be a part of another administration if that really came down to it. So we must impeach Obama on these impeachable offenses in order to go ahead and disqualify him from those things. You really want to go down this path? This is the thing. Once you start using the Constitution as not in its intended purpose, but as a weapon and you pervert what it says, you're going to run into an issue of somebody else doing it to you. Got more coming up. 95.3 MNC. 
lot of people send me emails and stuff and say, hey, what's going on with uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein, who did not kill himself, his madam, his girlfriend, the, the one who ran girls for him. What, what's going on with her case? We never hear anything about that anymore. And you're right. They bury all of the stories about her. We do do updates on this on the Discord server periodically and, and on social media, but the latest is she just asked a judge this week to drop all of the charges against her. So she's made that play. Um, and there's some reports of her, you know, suffering abuse and things like that in, uh, in her cell. So, you know, those are some things that you have to be on the lookout. But that case is still happening. She's still around. Uh, again, here's Bill O'Reilly. See you tomorrow.